Track number eight is Sunny T. That's the name of the song. Sunny T excerpt. Player. It's just Sunny kind of, I don't know, warming up, noodling and running his effects pedals. That's what it is. It's an unusual thing to include on a sample thing. How does this fit in with the, the catwalk theme of like dance music? Mm. This is the total no opposite of anything you could watch. Could you imagine if you're the model who has to come out doing the strut so while this is being played? <laughs> <laughs> you just walk out and just like chuck yourself on the floor and roll around a bit and then just roll off onto the floor and stealth away. <laughs> Interpretive <laughs> dance. <laughs> <laughs> thing that's happened is when Prince invited me and Captain to meet with him in New York in 2010. Captain. Anytime Prince gets on the guitar and he starts getting up near that top fret, just get ready to blow your head off. Player. Oh my god, that's the Minneapolis sound right there. Toe Jam. There's just layers and layers of stuff going on in his music all the time in every speaker. Find Peach and Black on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and YouTube. This is Eden Nelson. This is Tony Hi, this is Larry Graham. This is Mr. Hayes. And you're listening to... And you're listening to... And you're listening to... And you're listening to... The Peach and Black Podcast. The Peach and Black Podcast. The Peach and Black Podcast. The Peach and Black Podcast, baby. Now over to our host, Rob S. Versace. The Versace Experience. Versace Experience. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Peach and Black podcast. We are gathered here today around this virtual roundtable about to go in on the Versace experience, in brackets, prelude to gold. Uh, This is a special one-off, well, not a one-off release. It was a one-off release in the mid-90s on a cassette tape, and it's now been many, many years later. And it's come out as part of the 2019 Record Store Day and Prince Estate, obviously. And we're about to talk about the music, but also the release and everything that came along with it. Let's hand over to the Peach and Black podcast panel player. Some tongue up in that pussy. <laughs> I was wondering if anyone was going to say that one. <laughs> and it's going to be me, right? Wow. <laughs> we are we are explicitly rated on iTunes, and I'm proud to say after hearing that, that that rating will continue. <laughs> uh, toe Jam. Toe Jam sees more. <laughs> Very intriguing. And Captain. There's a track on this release which is something I want the estate to do, and it's called Free the Music. <laughs> Very creative use of your uh, intro there, Captain. And it's me, Rob S., in the place to be oh, back in the hot seat in front of these mics, as I said, the Versace experience. This Brilliant is to gold. <laughs> this is a super <laughs> intriguing slash interesting slash unique slash mind bending release in some ways but we'll get to all that good stuff and obviously we're going to go through our track by track but yeah someone take this off my hands i mean what how can we possibly introduce this from a contextual this this is the original sampler set Hmm. when you think about it this is is where it all started (laughs) this is prince mucking around getting some songs 
like a mixtape. It's like Prince's own mixtape. Hmm. And of course, like everything on cassette, it's easy to produce. You can just knock up some cassettes, take it to a fashion show, hand them out, play it over mm-hmm. the system. It's pretty much what happened. I mean, like he was having a lot of trouble at the time with Warner Brothers and getting the music out. And he was really pushing to get gold out. And at every opportunity, he would try and push the music somewhere. So this was like another avenue for him. So this was actually given to people who attended the Versace collection runway situation <laughs> in Paris, right? During fashion week in what? Mid 95, 1995. Yeah. July yeah. 95. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, I'm sure in the fashion industry and in the creative arts, there are some people that are Prince fans, but you would imagine at this time, even if you're not a Prince fan, he is definitely still, can I say, arguably still a major pop star at that time? Oh, I mean, no, no, no you can't say no? that. If it was 91 or 92, you would say no. he's still at the mountain peak, right? 95, he was totally off the radar, underground. Yeah. Slave, no one slave, except yeah. Prince fans knew what was going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. Apart but, but, but from I Most mean, Beautiful Girl in the World, like a year before, he was unheard of, basically. Okay, but two or three years earlier, he's touring Diamonds and Pearls Tour 92 era. He's still... You know, just just two or three years oh, yeah. before this is is yep. basically as big as popular as he ever was, I would say, globally. So it's only a couple of years since then, right? But yeah, you're right. Times definitely were changing. I saw always saw this as kind of like a favor to Versace because it you was mean Versace. Es- <laughs> <laughs> I'm not getting into no, pronouncing. No, 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 no. He means Versace. <laughs> Versace. Because he appeared in that Esquire magazine and in all those Versace outfits. And it was this was around the same time as well. So I think it was just them thanking each other. I think Prince got some clothes. Versace got some music. It was just kind of like a thank you to each other. That's the way I always saw it. One thing we have to stress as well is the subtitle, Prelude to Gold. And Prince was really pushing to get the gold experience out. And it hadn't come out by the 8th of July. And this cassette is really like a collection of remixes and songs associated with the Gold album and also the Exodus album to a lesser extent. So it's interesting in that it's kind of a advert for this at then, at that point, unreleased album. Mm. Mm. Well, when you've got Warner Brothers saying, you know, we're not putting this out just yet, what does he do? He just turns up and hands it out for free on cassette tapes. Mm. I mean, what else would Prince do? Obviously. Except the even more interesting thing is that this cassette tape was done in conjunction with Warner Brothers. So mm. Yeah, that is strange. That's like, it's almost like by, by the middle of 1995, they, you know, in closed door meetings had probably come to some sort of agreement. They would have had to, to finally release the full album in September. And so what better way than to promo this at a, you know, at a fashion show, I guess. It's a very it is strange, strange because it really seems like that's something he'd do without telling them, but mm. he did tell them. He either told them I'm doing this or he asked permission to do it, one or the other. How many people were at the Paris fashion thing in a day? You know, a few hundred people. Like Warner Brothers would care about a few hundred people getting one of these cassettes anyway. So, of course, they just go, yeah, whatever. It's not a massive deal. Yeah, and the other thing we should say is it's prelude to the gold experience, but what, two-thirds of this music on here would end up on the Gold Experience album in some way, shape, or form. But then there are a few ditties and, you know, bits and pieces that didn't end up making the the actual Gold Experience record. So you're getting some 
at least some fresh sounds and also some unique sounds that wouldn't you've you, got some exodus you've got some mm. madhouse you've got the mpg orchestra this is apart from having a majority of tracks from gold this is not that different to the other like npg sampled cassettes that he'd put out which were just a bunch of whatever was going on at the time mm. like, a one like there was style. yeah like that I've got that MPG sampler tape number two when it's got like a bunch of tracks off the MPG's first album and it's got a bunch of other tracks, just whatever was going on, like, you know, that month, he just chucks a bunch of edits or whatever on a cassette and just, they just get out there. And this is just, it's another one of them, but this is more, it's in the title, Prelude to Gold. It's a lot more gold heavy than those earlier, which were just sample tapes of MPG records. This is a preview of the new album. So that was our preview of this record. Why don't we actually get into the music here? Because there are 15 pieces, I'll call them. I'm not even going to say songs. I'm going to say 15 pieces of music and sound on this release. Now, it came out on cassette. It was re-released in 2019 after its initial 1995 release, also on cassette, (laughs) which is just mind-boggling. I don't know too many people who would have bought the 2019 cassette version and actually played it, you know, actively put it into a cassette tape deck mm. of which there aren't too many these days. And if you, even if you find them, finding a working one is probably an even bigger issue. So this is, if anything, more like a collector's piece, really. Now that it's been released on CD and vinyl, is it really collectors? Because it's just a, a mass-produced thing of something that was rare, isn't it? That is true. Yeah, that's so the true, original, yeah. like the original, the original would have, yeah, would have some well, sort of value. But now it's just like a mass-produced thing that's not even yeah. mastered or anything. It's taken the collector thing away, and now it's, yes, you're right. Now it's just it's like devaluing. Yeah, yeah. I can't be the only one who saw not that long ago the number one most valuable cassette in existence as of. August, September 2019 was the original release of the Versace experience. Is that right? Wow. It was really? like wow. over, it was over $4,000 is what Jeez. the original oh, cassettes were selling for. Oh man. So for then all this to come out on vinyl and CD and cassette, whoever paid that money not that long ago is going to, I wouldn't be too happy. <laughs> I really <laughs> wouldn't be happy. Now I can buy it for 20 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> and not listen so, to it. <laughs> some people some people just got too much money. What are you going to do? Yeah, well, there you go. Robert, so you you getting the uh purple vinyl? Wait for the show. Just <laughs> <laughs> to the show and oh, you find out. Let's, we are let's... in the show. We are in the bloody show. Oh, <laughs> okay. Is part of the show. Well, well I let's know, let's um... get into whether black vinyl sounds better than colored vinyl. Let's <laughs> go. Yes, it does, oh, but let's not get <laughs> into Ooh, that conversation. Many people on Twitter disagreed with me when I said that, but let's hear it. There's no disagreeing. <laughs> Black sounds the best and uh, everything else is a derivative, unfortunately. But anyway, let's get into the music. And by the way, player, I'm not sidestepping your question. It's just that I believe it'll be answered by the time we're done with this album review. That's, I don't want to give any spoilers away. Uh, all right. This opens up with track number one. Pussy Control, Club Mix, Edit. We'll be talking about Puss Pussy Control, man. Come to the club. Uh. <laughs> yeah. 
All right, Captain, why don't you lead us off into this one? Okay. I don't have a lot to say about most of the tracks, but I do have something to say about all of the tracks. And this one, <laughs> I'll say this. This, it's a mix of the album version and the version of P-Control that's on Crystal Ball, which is the, the, yes. the remix. Because uh, you get about the first 30 seconds of the album version, which is that main synth line, and then him saying Versace a bunch of times overdubbed. And then pretty much the rest of it's the Crystal Ball remix version. Obviously not the whole thing, because it's not that long. It's only three yeah. minutes. But, I mean, apart from Prince saying Versace and the unique only version which includes the synth intro and the club mix version. Wow, how exciting. That's about all there is to say about this track. I mean, we've all got crystal ball. We've all heard we've all heard the remix mm. of it. So Why listen unless, to the you edit? Re- unless you really want re- wanted to hear an edit of that with the synth intro <laughs> from the album version, <laughs> then this is the track for you. Oh yeah, baby. Let's go. <laughs> oh yeah, baby. Well that's it. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know where to start with this other than to say that I never really liked the original song in the first place. So I'm not a huge, <gasps> I don't, I don't dislike the song. Pussy well, hang on, hang on, hang on. Let's experience. just remind people on your amazing version of the gold experience. Yes. You don't even yes. have this track on the album. It starts I with should, a dolphin machine. That is so true. And I totally forgot about that. And uh-huh. I should take a picture of that and put that on our Instagram. Cause some people probably don't believe me. I can't, when every time I look at, it, it's ridiculous. Like, how you did need that to happen? get that. You need to bloody auction that thing. That could be 50 grand. I've never heard anyone else on earth mention that really specific thing. He's now <laughs> starting, he's sending chills up my spine now. I might have something. Come on. I, Captain, are you saying I have something rare and unique that I must sell before the estate releases something to make it not <laughs> rare and unique? <laughs> <laughs> They're going to release, yeah, the gold experience if they ever get around to that particular I'm album. Take, I'm going to take a note of that. Yeah, okay. But look, in saying- hang on, hang on. Let's, just, let's just say, if anyone listening has heard of an official press CD release of the gold experience without starts- the control as the first track, and starts, starts with, with a Dorfer machine. machine. Let us know. Because as far and, as I know, I've never yeah. heard anyone else mention it. So MC has the only version on earth until and, someone says otherwise. <laughs> and not only and not only that, not only that, it's it's an official pressed album. You know, everything yeah. is like super legit. And the actual the label, right? On the CD, it doesn't have pussy control either. It starts with endorphin machine. So wow. it's like legitimate. Where did you get it? <laughs> Some guy in the in the back streets. 98% <laughs> of our for 98% of our global listening audience that aren't in Australia, you won't, you won't know this, but there used to be a shop Is called it Summer, be no. Summer Haze Records in Bondi Junction in Sydney. And oh. I picked a used copy yeah, up yeah. From, from there. Yeah. Holy so, cow. Uh, Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 that's a whole other podcast. We should, we should figure that out. You know, um, it's, it's, those, it's those little secondhand stores that have all this rare shit. And you know what? The people that run it don't know it. So they yep. just put the, like a regular price on yeah. it. Like I picked up Body Count with Cop Killer on it. And at that mm. time, like because they withdrew it, Warner Brothers withdrew it on the, well, off the album because it was so controversial, and you could never find a copy. And the copies that did yeah. have it, they were like over five hundred bucks or whatever. I went into Ashwoods in Pitt Street, in Pitt Street, and it was just sitting there with the it was the original pressing with Cop Killer on it, and it was twelve bucks. Mm. As soon as I took it to the counter, the guy picked it up, he turned it over, and he goes, oh, "Cop Killer, nice," and he had to sell it to me for twelve bucks. <laughs> 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 but you're like it, these shops; they don't know. Sometimes they got these rare things, and they don't; they have no idea. Uh, yeah, and now they, they might just get any... people just dumping boxes of promos, and they're just like, "Okay," because yeah. that's where yeah. I got my MPG Exodus 
promo disc from. And the Australian version on, on uh, Shock Records, it's got Sonny saying something in the segue, which was cut on every other version. Yes. And I got, yes. And I got it for 10 bucks because they had no idea. Crazy. And now there's hardly a record shop to step into these days, which is, yeah. you know, all that. Well, not all of it has been lost, but so much mm. of it has been lost. But you used to be able to pick up some crazy stuff. Thanks for reminding me of that. I've got to dig that out again. Anyway, I, club mix edit. Okay, club mix edit. Um, <laughs> this Yay. is a pass. This is a pass for me. Like, I'm not a huge fan of the original track of Pussy Control. <laughs> 20 minutes later, we were circling back around. Uh, so my <laughs> talk my, about the actual track. We yeah. My one comment. Yeah, my one comment about this particular version on this release, Versace, yeah, is uh, whatever. That's my one word. That's all I got. I, just whatever. This is like this is nothing basically to me. Uh, Toe Jam, take it away. Well, the first thing I've written is that it's interesting that it's actually titled Pussy Control. Pussy Control, that's my... Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So between July and September, they've made that decision to change the name. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's... I think... I can't remember if we actually reviewed the the track when we did the Crystal Ball. I I can't remember if we actually did a full roundtable review of that song or whether we we just skipped through it. I can't remember. All I've written here is uh, compared to the album version, Fatter Synth, Bass and Beat... Uh, you've got that pussy, 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 pussy yeah. control happening in the chorus. Uh, mm. You've got some whack samples going on, often on beat four, that kind of sound mm. that he used a lot. <laughs> I actually wrote that down, P-S-H-O-W-K. That's what, that's how I sounded <laughs> out. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously when we talked about pussy control, when we did the gold experience review, I talked about the lead line being kind of interesting, Mixolydian flat five, kind of rare kind of sound that it has. But other than that, it's a f- very frustrating ending, the way it just ends. Very yeah, abrupt. I mean, obviously, it's a mixtape, so it's, it is very abrupt and kind of, oh, what's going on there? So I'm going to say this a lot through this review. The actual songs themselves are pretty forgettable and pretty skippable, often compared to their proper album versions. But from a historical point of view, it is interesting to have this particular configuration on now officially released on a, a CD and a vinyl and whatever and streaming services. So it's interesting. That's my review of Pussy Control, something or other edit. Interesting. Hmm. Something right. That's his official title. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Player. My notes, I think Toe Jam has read straight off my notes. I've got the pretty much the same thing. It's definitely titled Pussy Control and it's been changed between July and September. He's got that public enemy sample in there. Uh, when Chuck D says he come to drums, that's straight off. Uh-huh. Can't trust it. And there's heaps more record scratching over the top. There's that sub bass, the hand claps, the triangle sound, all those sort of extra bells and whistles that aren't on the Gold Experience version. The operatic pussy, pussy, control in the chorus. And even though it's an edit, I, I don't know, I kind of enjoy this version more than the album version. You know, it's the closest to the one that appears on Crystal Ball. Um, the Gold Experience one just seems to have a slightly slower tempo, just slightly. So I, I like mm. this just because it's a little bit faster. Not really because of all the bells and whistles that are going on, but just it just it's pacing. So, yeah, interesting starter. All right. We should also qualify that um, a lot of these songs we've reviewed properly when we re- reviewed the album. So mm. if you want to, like, we're not, we're talking about slight differences and things like that, but if you want to hear what we actually thought of the song specifically, go back yeah. to those old album reviews. Because mm. we're just too lazy to say it all again. <laughs> <laughs> like I'd remember what I said anyway. There's track one out of the way. Let's go straight into track number two. Shush. Excerpt. Uh. Uh, incorrect. 
It's not an excerpt. Yeah, yeah. It's an edit. <laughs> I'm just it's, incorrect. the liner notes. <laughs> it's incorrectly named by whoever wrote it. Okay, well, since edit. you're on that bandwagon, keep the trainer rolling, Captain. Okay, the title is incorrect. <laughs> this is not an excerpt of the album track. It's an edit of the album version. Again, starts off with a bunch of Prince saying Versace, Versace overdubs all over the intro. And at first few listens, I thought it might be a different mix, but it's just an edit. There's nothing amazing here. It's pretty much the first bit of the song, cuts out the middle of the song, and then goes to the end of the song. It's like so he it's, does it's, all those songs live, like Purple Rain does the first verse chorus and straight into the guitar solo. Yeah. A lot of mm. these songs are like that. They're like so intro it's, it's and like, outro and just cut the guts yeah, out. Yeah, it's like he his favorite kind of... Thing. And you can see it in this mixtape. He does it a lot. Mm. He just does the intro, chorus, and then straight to either a yeah. musical interlude or solo or something. And yeah, a lot of these tracks are the same. If you want to hear the guts, you got to go and buy the album to hear the full thing. Or get the real but thing. The real thing. But I mean, all these mixes are official edits, whatever you want to call them. They are unique to this release. They're nowhere else. But then having said that, they're just an edit of the album version. There's nothing amazing. So that's all I've got. All right. Player, what are your thoughts on shush, excerpt, and or edit? Okay, the first thing that stands out for me is Prince saying the Versace experience four times before the first (laughs) verse comes in. And it's almost like, to me, like an audio watermark on the song. Bootleggers, Or if Uh bootleggers leak it, that he could trace the source of where where the song came from. Interesting. Because... That's the only reason I could figure out why he would say that repetitively all over these tracks, not only just this track, but all the tracks. Maybe he didn't know exactly when Gold Experience was coming out. Because if this came out and then people started bootlegging it, at least maybe he could track where things were coming from. And that's the only reason. It's like he made a a record of every single person who got a cassette at the Versace Experience. (laughs) Yeah, at, at the Versace event, and the, <laughs> each one is slightly different, leaked. so he knows exactly who the person was. <laughs> um, it was Claudia. It was. It was bloody Copperfield if it was anyone. It was Billy. <laughs> <laughs> to me, it sounds the same, except aside from it being truncated, and it's only an excerpt or an edit, as Captain says. But there's some parts in the vocal that, to my ears, it, it sounds like it's mixed differently because. There's one section where it jumps to the second drum solo, not the intro one, but the second Mm, one in the middle of the song. And he goes, ah, and then he goes, there it is. And I don't hear that there it is as clearly on the album version. I hear it more clearly on this. So to me, this sounds mixed Mm. a bit differently, but that's just to my ears. I've never really noticed it. It sounds more buried in the mix on the gold experience, but that's the only thing that I kind of picked up. Yeah, I thought it might be a different mix, but then I listened to this version and the album version and then i heard all the parts but yeah some bits do sound different and it's it's not unbelievable that he further mixed these tracks before release that's mm. perfectly possible that he tweaked it a bit yeah who knows so that's that's all i got on it <sighs> for me <laughs> this is no point in hearing this like why would you want to listen to this instead of the normal version that ended up coming out on the gold experience but well, well you got to let me say this Pre- it's July release. 1995. Yeah, yes, you don't. You've never right. heard the full version. That's yeah. This that's, is that's three a minutes of an unreleased Prince track, and it blows your freaking head off. Yeah, I mean, in that context, not having had the privilege of attending the Paris '95 show. Oh, didn't you uh, get your invite? Uh, no, I didn't. <laughs> 
yeah, I, I missed. I was. I think I was Not in New York. That, yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> I was in New York. No, it might have been London. But the Don't point is, I didn't get. Next I didn't year, get my tape. <laughs> so, I mean, you'll never know how it would have been. What we would have would have felt like to hear it when it was handed out to you. But there's nothing I can say about this because I've already spoken about the song at length. Uh, I guess handing it over to Toe Jam. Yeah, I don't have anything to say. I mean, it's one of Prince's greatest songs ever, which we talked about on the album review. This is just an excerpt slash edit, um, and it's really the highlights of the song. It's kind of the cool guitar solo and some of the cool fills, and yeah, that's it. Cool. If you want to hear this track and you've only got three minutes and 50-something seconds... This is what you've got to listen to. <laughs> or or the Tevin Campbell four, version. <laughs> if you've only got four minutes left to live and you really want to hear Michael B do that drum solo, this is the song you've got to hear. This version. <laughs> All right. Speaking of versions, there's another version coming up next in a way, but it's uh, this is a weird one. Track number three, Get Wild in the House. Make some noise. And it's a new song title, Get Wild in the House. Okay, Uh, take it away, Toe Jam. Well, this one's interesting because it's from the Exodus album and not from the Gold Experience. There is a longer version of this that was released on the Get Wild CD single, which I think is like 6 minutes 15. And um, it's actually really good. I like this mix. It's really kind of Streets of Rage, 90s, techno, rave (laughs) kind of thing. It it gets pretty deep and thick, like uh, especially the longer it goes on. The 6 minutes version as well is is really good. Definitely check that out if you haven't done so. But this is like a little 3-minute version of it or whatever the length is. It does the mix justice, I guess. You get all the elements. It sort of starts off as a kind of generic house remix. But by the end of it, it's going, it's really going crazy. Like all these weird futuristic electronic sounds, just really, really 90s techno. It's really good. Like the best of 90s techno. Uh, you got a classic Prince piercing synth line that he does that sort of hangs on the sharp four, you know, very common in that era where he would have that kind of dog whistle kind of sound happening. So that happens on this song. But other than that, it's Get Wild. You know, it's a house version of Get Wild, which is a fun song and it's uh hearing Sonny T doing the vocals is always funny I think on these songs so I like the mix hmm. player I try to think to myself why this is on here and the only thing I can think of is the original song ended up on the Predator if that's ah. how you pronounce it which was a fashion show yes. movie style movie and then like this version is like that Euro dance thing which in Paris you know like those kind of Euro techno dancey housey sounds more popular so I think that's Prince's thinking he's got this kind of song that you know was on sort of like a fashion movie remixed it for the Euro audience and whacked it on this tape really this sounds like the I mean, aside from the instrumentation, it's the same as the original version, except for that go, 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 go. <laughs> he mm. sings that all the way through it, but everything else is pretty much the same. It's just uh, more housey. But it's very there short, so it's all more fleshed out on, the, on that CD single. Maybe for our non-album tracks review one day, we'll get to this oh, please, no. version. Yeah. <laughs> I want to take that as a segue into my thoughts, because they're going to be very quick before I handball it over to Captain. It's definitely a rave up. All right, but it's a rave up mess. My head hurts listening to this, and I press <laughs> skip. I don't think this is oh, the track that I've man. ever pressed skip quicker to. So no, you uh, got to give this one give this one a few more minutes because it does it gets no. kind of cool towards the end. Listen to the no, full no. version. 
No, I have for the review. Um, what I'm saying is I'll skip it. I'll skip it going forward now, that's for sure. This is just like nothing to me. Captain. No, I mean the actual full six minutes something. Ah, oh, okay. Yeah, fair enough. That makes more sense. Uh, well, yeah, there's nothing left to say, is there? This is an edit of that full remix version. <laughs> you make a good point because the six-minute version, there, there isn't like this jarring edit. In this one, the shorter one, there is kind of a jarring edit where suddenly it just changes mm. style, like on a dime. The full There's, version um, builds in- and builds, yeah. It makes sense when you listen to the whole thing. Yeah, we haven't reviewed the Get Wild remixes, but there's plenty of time for that uh, unless one of us dies, and then we'll <laughs> we'll figure that out when that happens. There's really not much to say <laughs> because we're going to review it later. The end. Done. I'm loving it. The less we can say about this track, the better. All right. <laughs> Song number four, I Hate You Remix. Correct. It is a remix. I'm going to take your little comment as a bit of a segue, and I'll open up this one. I've never liked the remixes of this song. I love what? the album track. The album what? track is a masterpiece. It's pure brilliance. Note perfect, but every single remix of this song sucks, and this no. is just another example. The only redeeming feature on this is the flute. The flute, I'm digging the flute, but <laughs> flute, flute A side, yeah, it's just uh, next. That's one remix version that you do like then is the Eric Leeds solo version. I'm trying to find something redeeming in it. That's all. I wouldn't even say I like it, but it's like it's all right, the flute. I'd rather listen to him just playing flute. MC's handling his flute, so <laughs> and he likes it. I think I got that part right. So shout out to Mr. Leeds, and with that, take it away, Captain. Okay, so this is a mix of the album version and the and Eric Quiet Leeds Night. Quiet Night mix. So again, totally unique to this release. Having said that, it's a weird mix, and you can just go and listen to either versions. But I, I'm just trying to still get past MC saying, he doesn't like the remixes. Any of them. Any of them. The extended remix with the whole courtroom thing. That, oh, oh God, that just ruins that song so bad. The oh. the extended remix that mm. has that terrible speech where he says it's something the like, speech. I, should, yeah. I oh. should take you out or something. Like, you know, it's like, what the hell? It's, yeah. The, the courtroom speech it's on graphic, the album is yeah. really good. I love that. But, yeah, yeah the, the extended remix speech is just weird. You're like, what the hell? But that's oh, not that's on so this lame. Yeah. I can't take it. It's so lame, that extended version. It's just ridiculous. Like, he's a Mac Daddy in the original track, but in, but in the remix, oh, man, it just becomes like dad jokes. It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. All right. So, sorry, oh, Captain. Back to you. Uh, As Brian Adams uh, says, back to you. That's just crazy. So, yeah, maybe you need to go and listen to the Quiet Night mix, which is just Eric Leeds. Instrumental, saxophone and flute. That's, that's what you want, is it? Mm-hmm. I I still can't believe that Oh my god I can't wait till we review that version Let's go Uh, Nothing else to say It it is unique to this release This mix of those two tracks together But yeah It serves its purpose here for three and a half minutes The end (laughs) Okay Um, Player Uh, I pretty much have the same thing It's the mix of the original album version And the Quiet Night mix and like I was saying before, this version is just first verse, chorus, and then it's straight into that flute and sax solo. Is Eric credited to the flute or just the sax or both? both because I think. To, to my ears, that flute sounds very keyboardy. It sounds, I can't tell if it's a real one or not. Like it could be like one of those flutes that you play on a keyboard. One of those yeah, I know what you mean. It, it does sound a bit keyboardy, but I'm pretty yeah. sure it's Eric 
with a real yeah a real one well that's the thing when i'm listening to it i'm thinking oh that sounds real and then there's other parts of it i'm going oh that sounds like a keyboard and then i i, ah, I kind of picture that just shows you head. how good eric is he tricked yeah. you <laughs> he did he was playing <laughs> he was playing the flute keyboard style and tricked you totally yeah he jedi knight <laughs> me because there's parts where i'm thinking oh is it prince playing like the keyboard the flute and he's playing the sax or uh, you know I don't know. It's cool. It's it's weird how it has that 319 bit at the start mm. of it. And I'm thinking, oh, I've skipped to 319 when it's supposed to be I hate you, but it's, you know, it just says that take off your clothes twice or something, and then it goes into I hate you. So, yeah, it's just, it's a weird oddity. It's kind of a mashup on this sampler tape. Mm. So, yeah, yeah. It's, it's odd. And okay. I think that's another Oop. thing too. Like if if some of the songs don't have that Versace experience watermark on it, then it's, sort of its own unique mix. So again, if it leaked out on bootleg or whatever, he knows where the originating source is from or whatever. Yeah. That's the only thing I can think of because, you know, I don't think this one says the Versace experience over the top of it, but it is unique. So each track has their own sort of little thing about them. All right. Toe Jam. We know you're not a fan of the extended remix either. What about this one? Well, hang on, hang on, hang on. I I like the Uh, instrumentation. I like the kind of uh, late night groove that the extended remix and the quiet night mix have. Like it's not better than the album version. Don't get me wrong. Because that's actually more of it. That's like a more organic live band. Yeah. Because I kind of like the the kind of laid back R&B kind of thing. I, I like the groove that he creates with the remixes. Um, just but not I just caught on that. Yeah, not the speech he does. It's just, it's just weird. Mm. Um, I agree with player that that take off your clothes at the beginning is really annoying. Like that just yeah, kind of ruins is. it. But it is interesting in that it's it's the extended remix mixed with the Quiet Nights mix and the album version. Like so, it's kind of unique. Again, it's one of Prince's greatest songs, I think, um, and it's kind of a u- unique mix. So it's interesting. Again, that word interesting, not good, not bad, just interesting. Yeah, I'll just add something I just realized right now is. A lot of these versions, they start off with, you know, your intro and maybe a first verse, maybe a chorus, and then outro, like a solo or an instrumental, because this is a a catwalk thing. There's people walking down the catwalk. You don't want people listening to some of these weird lyrics. So that's why second half of I Hate You is just a flute solo. Get Wild in the House is mostly instrumental. The second half of Shush is just the big solo. So it's a lot of, even though a lot of them are like, here's the start, here's the end of the song. The middle part is pretty much a solo, like some sort of instrumental, which is interesting because he's done that, I think, for all the fancy ladies walking down the catwalk. Mm. Yeah, I just thought of that. Anyway. Okay, well, speaking of catwalks, let's take it to the next track, shall we? It is song number five, 319, excerpt. 319. Oh, well, actually, this is a straight excerpt of the album version, from what I can tell. Okay. It's actually titled correctly, so yay. But it's so having only said that, 28. Yeah. Having said that, there's <laughs> nothing to say about it because there's nothing different about it. It's a straight rip from the album, which we've reviewed, so the end. Yeah. I, look, I've got to keep in mind that we're talking about music that at that point hadn't been released. So that changes almost everything I want to say about it. I just have to say, I feel like every song has to start off with, well, this is okay because no one had heard it at the time and Mm. you were hearing something new and it's all fantastic. I mean, that could be one way to review this record, but I can't do that. What I will say though, 
is this is the first thing on this album that I think makes any sense. Because it starts this... off with take off your clothes, all you fancy models on the catwalk. Let's go. <laughs> this is perfect. Bring it on. This is this is the perfect song for a catwalk, exactly what Captain just said. But ironically, oh no 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 the... no no no, that doesn't make sense actually because it's the catwalk. It's to show off the clothes. It's put your clothes on, walk out there, put your... not take them off. <laughs> Regardless of your interpretation, we're, we're being confused. What we want and what the, possibly the, the clothing people want. Uh, Eric Leeds confused. Ever since Eric Leeds confused player, we're all just confused now. I'm confused too. <laughs> it's all crazy. So. 319 is what I think should be the centerpiece of this record based on the context for which it was spliced together, if you will. But ironically, the best catwalk song on this album is the shortest (laughs) song on this album, (laughs) basically, which is mind-boggling to me why you wouldn't make this the centerpiece rather than the excerpt. I'm kind of speechless knowing what we know about why this was put together. But anyway, uh, that's all I got. So, player, take it away. Yeah, 319 was originated for the Showgirls thing. So it was, hmm. I don't know if that's got something to do with it, maybe. But um, I think he's just trying to show off, like, little bits and pieces of the album. And, you know, it is a sampler thing. So he's just taken it, shortened it, and whacked it on there. I mean, you think of some of the other songs on the Gold Experience. I mean, this would have to be one of the ones suitable for, like, a runway show. So... Hmm. It's a, it's a mm. good choice. Yeah, it definitely has its place here. It's just everything has to be short for this sampler, so he's just taken it and made it shorter. But there's nothing I really different or other than mm. it being shorter. Exactly. It's the same thing. Yeah. yeah. I can't remember. Does this still have all, like, the photo clicking sounds? It probably does. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, does. Oh, there you go. It's perfect. It's perfect yeah, that yeah. the cat walked no, in. it is. It is perfect. Ty Jam, do you think it's perfect? Um, I think it's a good song. I think it's a really underrated song as well. Every time I hear this song, I think it's better than the last time I think I heard it. I remember not really digging it the first few times I heard it on the Gold Experience. But, yeah, this is just another excerpt, exactly the same, no differences here. Uh, funky song, suits the occasion. It's also one of those songs that every time you look at the clock and it says 319, you get that little <laughs> 319. <laughs> Anytime you stay at a hotel, it's room 319. Yeah, it's 319, you look at the exactly. clock, it's 319. Yeah. Any, any number, you're just like, oh, 319, there it is. <laughs> Yep. Uh, Prince fans, what are we? Three. Oh, three nineteen. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. Moving on then. Uh, the last track, track on Sunday. <laughs> oh yes. Track number six is of course called "Shy." Excerpt. When she co-signed and told me she was shy, cool dark skin and hot virgin white. It's not an excerpt. Okay, Captain, lead us off again. <laughs> this lead is us another- into the light. This is another, like, edit or remix, whatever you want to call it. It's the start and the end of the track and the middle cutout. Like, the same as Shush and something else. Same thing. (laughs) Just cut the guts out. He gutted these songs. Literally, he gutted these songs and put them on here. That's about all you can say. There's nothing different about it. It's the album version, uh, the end. Okay. (laughs) There we go. Well, I'll agree with Captain for once. This is great. And it always was, and I haven't got much more to say. Toe Jam. Yeah, exactly the same. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, this is just a short version of the album version. It's truncated, and the Versace experience repeated over the start. Watermarked. That's it. It's done. Done. Side B. uh, Well, let's just honour this occasion with 
I'm pretty sure that's the shortest review we've ever done for any Prince Possibly. track ever. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure when we did the song, we probably spent 15 minutes on it. Oh, yeah. Easy. All right. Well, uh, let's flip this so that, side that, over and uh, go to – how am I going to do this? Track number one? No, no, no. I've got to go track number seven. I'm, I'm going to do track number seven. Billy yep. Jack Bitch. <laughs> well, I got a question. When this was released on cassette, was this side B or did it just run straight all on one side? I guess no, it was side B. It was side B. Side okay, B. that's interesting with this, the way it starts. Mm. Uh, player. This song is unusual because it has three false starts before it actually gets into the music, mm. <laughs> which is kind of oh, annoying. Man. It's kind of like he's trying to replicate like a DJ, but it's, it's a really kind of bad edit. <laughs> There's, wiki, wiki, wiki. Oh, go Prince. <laughs> it's, it's a little bit of that. And there is more record scratching all over this than the Gold Experience version. It is truncated and basically, again, first verse, chorus, and then it goes straight into that horn solo. So, mm. I mean, being a Prince fan before hearing Gold Experience come out, to hear this, you'd be like uber excited about it. But it's just really like a teaser for what the actual gold is. <laughs> so, uh, pardon the pun what comes out later on the actual album. But yeah, when you go back to this, it's kind of a bit of a disappointment because the album version is so good. I don't know. I think that false starting or trying to replicate what a DJ does and then having that record scratching over the top just kind of ruins it a little bit. It didn't need that. But I think he was just trying to make it sound a bit different to differentiate it. You know what would have been hilarious if at the fashion show, if Prince was there and like they had him at a DJ booth and he was there with his headphones on, like pretending he DJed the whole thing live. I would have laughed my head off if that happened. <laughs> He'd be doing his wiki wiki wah. It'd be so funny watching that. And you'd know that the whole thing's already pre-recorded anyway. <laughs> That's just me, my stupid brain. Anyway. Uh, this is another great catwalk track, isn't it? I mean, I, I wax lyrical about 319, but this is another one. The only thing, and I agree with player 100%, these bloody false starts, they just get so grating. I really dislike the first 30 seconds of this, that repeating DJ BS to start this all up. It's just so pointless. But once it gets into it, it's Billy Jack Bitch. We know what it is. We know it and we love it. And um, I reckon the catwalk models would have as well. So with that, Captain. So, yeah, player said this is a mix of the start and the end of the track again. Big instrumental. They keep pretty much all the horn solo on this version, which is good. But it is hard to, like MC said before, it's hard to listen to these tracks knowing that, you know, it's just two minutes of this song that we already know. And we'll get to this in the end about why this was released and things like that. But to listen to this album, you've got to have like this totally different mindset of it's July 1995 and we haven't heard yeah. any of these songs before. Exactly. When you hear Billy Jack Bitch and it starts off and you get like two minutes in, you're like, oh, this, this, I know this song, this song's great. And then it just cuts oh, straight to the solo, which is great. But what about the rest of the song that you just missed? And then it's over. So it's, yeah, it's a, it's a weird listen, this whole release, but uh, that's about it. Toe Jam, round this one out. Yeah, that start is really annoying. It just goes, it does it one too many times. If it just did it once, you think, oh, that's just Prince doing a bit of a joke, you know, haha, side B. Psych, you know, but it just does it like two or three times. You're like, oh, really? Do we have to do that? Oh, but Toe Jam, don't forget Prince's 
famous line. It's not a mistake if you do it twice or three times. <laughs> Maybe three times it is. <laughs> now, that's just an even funnier joke to him. <laughs> just like everyone has said, the song is funky as hell and it's an excerpt slash edit of it. All right. Uh, track number eight is Sunny T. That's the name of the song, Sunny T Excerpt. Correct. <laughs> It is an excerpt. I'll go first because yeah. it's Sunny T and Why I like Sunny T. Now, let's just say this isn't even in my notes, but is this the only Prince track named after a person in his band? Mm. You know, mm. there's no <laughs> track called Morris Hayes that I know of. Oh, actually, there is Toe Jam, but he wasn't in the band. <laughs> <laughs> only other one's me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. This could be the, it's the only thing I can think of. I know one. What? Isn't there not a song called Michael B? Oh. I think there is. There? <laughs> yeah, it's, I think another, there it's, is. it's another um, Madhouse outtake. Yes. Ah, interesting. <laughs> but that doesn't count because it hasn't been released. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Okay. So this is a bass solo from the great Sunny T. We get 28 seconds. The full version is only 97 seconds, so it's not that long of a track anyway. And this is from Madhouse 24 from 1994, which was actually the second time he'd recorded a third Madhouse album. And obviously he just never thought that these newer versions of Madhouse measured up as they never got released. Like the 1988 version never came out. He just chucked it to Eric and he's like, do whatever you want with it. Then he used that and made his Times Squared album. Then he comes back to this again in 94. Oh, let's do Madhouse again. And again, never saw it. We saw this track and the next one, and we saw 17 on 1-800 New Funk. And that's all we've heard. (laughs) But um, anyway, this song, we actually have to review this because this we've never heard this before. This, this and the next track are the only two tracks which are totally <laughs> from an unreleased thing. So the sound of Sonny's bass is very, very good. It's very scary, and I like it. If you listen to this in the dark with the headphones, you would be scared. <laughs> Especially the full version. Uh, it, it's good. I like it. I wish this was the full version because, again, it's only 97 seconds. He couldn't have fit another 60 seconds on the cassette. I'm sure he could have. Anyway, that's all I've got to say about Sunny T, the great Sunny T. I agree with Captain Toe Jam. <laughs> well, it's it's just um, a whole lot of effects. He's obviously running this bass yeah. through must be 10 pedals. And um, there's some weird sounds that go on on top of that, which I'm not sure are actual part of the effects that it's, are being triggered by him playing the bass or whether they're overdubbed later. I don't know. But it's just this weird atonal thing, and he's just noodling. That's all it is. Next. <laughs> Next is Player. My notes say, what the hell is this? Um, it, like, it, it is basically what Tojam said. It's just Sonny kind of, I don't know, warming up, noodling, and running his effects pedals. And that's, that's what it is. It's an unusual thing to include on a sample thing. How does this fit in with the, the catwalk theme of, like, dance music? Mm. This is the total no opposite of anything. You could watch. Can you imagine if you're the model who has to come out doing the straight so while this is being played? <laughs> <laughs> you just walk out and just like chuck yourself on the floor and roll around a bit and then just roll off onto the floor and stealth away. <laughs> Interpretive <laughs> dance. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Oh, see, Sunny T's a genius. We all know that. We have to remember in, in the context of the Madhouse 24 album, the 94 one, you know, like we were saying, there was a song called Michael B. And so this one's obviously featuring Sunny. So it's like, obviously the album had these little excerpts of each of the mm. band members. This is the only one that got released. 
There was a song called Carmen on Top. Does that count? But it wasn't just called like Carmen Electra, the track. So, yeah, not the, not the same. Mm. Mm. Let's keep it moving into track number nine, Rudy Kazuti Edit. Mm, well, I'll start this yeah. one off. All right, do it. So this is the second only officially released, I'm not counting Sunny T, the song, um, <laughs> the second only officially released Madhouse 24 song, um, mm. the other one being 17 off the 1-800 New Funk album, which came out a year earlier. So if this is now a year and a bit later um, from 1-800 New Funk, Prince is obviously still toying with this idea of re- releasing the Madhouse 24 yeah. album, presumably. Yep. Um, which is interesting. Now this one's called Rudy Kazuti, so it's that's interesting as well because it doesn't have yeah, the traditional number. Madhouse yeah. numbered name. So I'm not sure what number this would actually be. Would it be 18? I guess so. Interesting. Well, that that's also similar to the the 88 version, which they had numbers, but then they also had titles like in brackets, like a girl yeah. and her puppy and all this weird stuff. Jailmate. But they, yeah, yeah, but. Yeah, but this one only has names. So, yeah, interesting. Mm. And in the context of the Versace Experience album slash mixtape, this is the one truly, truly unreleased song. So we should probably spend more time on this than any other song we have. So it's an instrumental Madhouse track. It does have a Madhouse kind of vibe about it, kind of laid back, kind of skippy drums, rim clicks from Michael Bland. It's got that Sly and the Family Stone kind of chord. It's like a, it's a nine chord, but the top note is the fifth. Uh, which Sly and the Family Stone used a lot. Uh, the bass is just going one, six, seven, which is very reminiscent of Miles Davis's On the Corner. Um, and then you've got Eric Leeds playing the solos, playing the lead line. When he plays the lead line, it's got this like fake trombone doubling it, which I don't like. I think it would have been better with an actual trombone or even bring Atlanta uh, Bliss back to fake double horns. it up. Yeah, fake horns. I mean, Eric Leeds, he's on there. He features on this and also playing flute and sax in the I Hate You remixes. So he's all over this. He's all over this cassette. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's a traditional Mixolydian instrumental jam. Like there's not much to it, but it's not bad. It's kind of fun. It's easy listening. And that is Rudy Kazuti. All right. Do you know what? Mm. I think that could what? be one reason why this was just total garbage from my brain, but with no basis in fact. But one reason why Prince maybe never released these later Madhouse things is because they just don't have, like you said, they're like easy listening. Like mm. the first and second Madhouse albums, they're very quirky and they've got a load of weird stuff. But these later ones, like you listen through this 94 Madhouse album and it's pretty just standard. Smooth like here's a, here's a track, just run through the mm. track and there's no weird samples. There's no mental interludes out of nowhere. Like that stuff was just not happening then. Mm. So who knows? But that's what's missing from these, like especially this 94 version of the Madhouse album. It's it's a decent album. But then you listen to like Expectation, you listen to News. It's all got that sort of just lali la 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 easy listening <laughs> sort of sound. It's not like, it's there's not like bizarre horn stabs out of nowhere and samples from The Godfather and just weird shit happening. It, it, you know? <laughs> That's that's what I and like about your, like and is that your review of this song? <laughs> you know I like to review a song by talking about all the other songs. Don't you yeah, know that by right. now? Yeah, I do. <laughs> 
I don't have that much to say about it. I mean, the full version of Rudy Kazuti is over seven minutes long, and we're getting two and a half. It's a decent little excerpt of it. To I think tease two and a half is enough for this song. Yeah. <laughs> he could have just ended it there on the album. Go, That's enough. Mm. <laughs> I, I like the fact it's an unreleased track, and this is the only place that we get to hear it. But, you know, I'm sure we all have means and ways of hearing the Madhouse 24 album. But, you know, officially, this is it. This is what you get. So enjoy it. The end. Okay. Speaking of enjoying it, Player, are you Ooh. enjoying this one? Uh, yeah, it's it's cool jazz, laid back, nice guitar, nice horn line, cool walking bass, very slinky sounding. It's got these subtle record scratching in the back. Uh, the keyboards are nice coloring. Drums are cool. He's using the rim, snare rim and accenting with some splash cymbals. I get what Captain's saying in terms of it being different from the other traditional Madhouse, but it does have that Madhouse formula of it has a lead line that's the center of it, and then around that is the soloing of you know the instrument. So it follows the same sort of pattern. So yeah, it's a cool. And they're song. always very like simple. It. Yeah, all the Madhouse lead lines—they're all really simple, just two or three note kind of things. And yeah, let's just add the name of this track. If anyone's wondering, is from some '50s kids TV show. Whatever that is, no idea. That tells you something about the music already, doesn't it? When you name name a song, yeah. and link it with a cartoon or whatever. Uh, hey, yeah, this is a bit. I'm a bit lukewarm on this, to be blunt. But speaking of being, well, not blunt, but bland. I love Michael B's rim shots in this one. I mean, I know it's yeah. really nothing special, but it's cool to hear. Uh, anytime you hear something on his drum kit that kind of stands out in the mix, which it does here, that's nice. Not a whole lot to say about this. I mean, really, other than a lot of the Madhouse, as you guys have already said, a lot of the Madhouse stuff was kind of smooth slash cool jazz. Um, Some of it was almost like a, I don't know, some weird sci-fi movie soundtrack or something. I don't know. It's that kind of vibe that it had. It doesn't really fit here. What's this got to do with the Versace? (laughs) Gianni, Gianni and Donatella. So I don't know. I mean, this is just like, okay, great. Let's move on to the next track for me. So I mean, it's yeah. hard to go wrong when you've you got Prince, you've got Michael B, Sonny T, Levi Caesar Jr., Eric Leeds. I mean, that's that's the band right there. But this isn't like they're playing a song at a concert live for the hundredth time. It's just they probably just did this once or twice in the studio and then it was just done. Yeah. And there's there's nothing behind it. It was just a jam. He had an idea, he did it, done, move on. That's what it yeah. sounds like. It's funny. This was recorded 7th of July, 93. Uh, yeah. That's exactly one week before The Undertaker VHS was filmed, which was the 14th of July, 1993. Speaking of being done with it, I think we're about done with this song. Let's move on to track number 10, which is, I'm going to try and do my best, uh, I don't know, <laughs> pronunciation here. Here we go. Track number 10, Chatonette Control. Oh, beautiful. You sound just like Nazim Hussain. Beautiful. (laughs) Perfect. Well, one thing I can... Very few Australians will even get that joke, but whatever. one, (laughs) One thing I can say is that Shat... I think I'm pronouncing it. It's cat in French, right? It's little chat. cat or something. So Chatonet is little cat. I just find that hilarious. <laughs> I know it's probably just a translation thing, but I don't know. I'm, I'm amused by simple humor. 
right. Well, I, well, I, I that just brings it. questions to my mind about do French people call that down there? Do they call it? <laughs> 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 Let us know. <laughs> please, please, French listeners. Someone send us an email. <laughs> I need to go first on this because I have the translation of the French I talking and it's hilarious. Uh, okay. right. This is oh, what I wanted to know. I, I need to know this. Yeah. Take, <laughs> take it away, Captain, your review of the little <laughs> French cat control song. <laughs> okay. This is basically just the P-Control club remix beat with some French talking about P-Control, which is hilarious, I think. So are, are you ready for this? This where is did, just where, from... Hang on. Where did you get I found this it from? online. It's not like verified but right. i'm pretty sure this is what no, it what? says no why would you bring something verified onto the podcast <laughs> exactly why is that now okay okay uh, are we ready Here it's we a go. big responsibility to have a pussy and then the guy says really a responsibility sure a pussy is something that needs to be controlled it must be controlled controlled against what oh baby ah you don't understand the power of pussy control oh let me see <laughs> That's it. That is the, that's what they say. Isn't oh, that just that insane? <laughs> that's, that's fantastic. It is just bizarre. And then Prince just lists off, you know, the models who were walking out during the track and that's about it. When I found that translation, I'm just like, oh my God, this is just, I can't wait to read this. Now, Captain, if you could just re-say all of that in your thickest French accent and uh, just I'll, turn, I'll let you do that. All our international listeners, that'd be good. Uh, you can do that. <laughs> okay. Track number 10, Chatonet Control. Uh, Captain said a lot. I might just bounce this over to the other side of the table for a second. Uh, player, knowing what you know about this, including the, the uh. unverified translation, <laughs> <laughs> what are your thoughts on this one? I'm the boy now. I'm the boy now. <laughs> this is basically Prince saying the female names, presumably of the runway models and some of the French dialogue that Captain just translated for us over the P-Control remix beat. Prince saying Claudia and Kirsty and Stephanie and all this sort of stuff. Stephanie um, sees more like Toe Jam in the intro. Mm. Yeah. So her name is actually Stephanie Seymour, but he says sees more like she sees more. Ah, mm. uh, uh, look at that. Yeah. I had no idea what I was saying in French. I failed high school French. So thank you, Captain, for <laughs> translating. He samples another Public Enemy song in this. He samples oh, Flav from 911's A Joke where he hmm. says hit me, but that hit me is also in the first track as well. It's just not as prominent. This really sounds like a hot mess, this this track. I mean, I know why it's on there. It's it's related to the fashion show, but like I don't see its value on here. It's just really, really a hot mess. It's unique to the, the mixtape, but I could really do without this. When Prince's voice comes in, it just it everything sounds clashy and it, it just it hurts my ears and it's just it like, is a bit yeah, messy. Yeah. Mess. Yeah, it's very messy. So shut. Uh, yeah, shut is is exactly what it is. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like you know at the end of like these big shows where like they all like come out. That's where this track sounds. It would have been like near the end where like mm. he's saying their names and they're all walking out. Yeah. But yeah, as just listening to it now, like out of context, it's a pretty weird thing. Control your chatonelle, will you? Okay. Yeah. Chatonette. Sorry. Get a hold of yourself, Rob. Yeah. Uh, so ah, you don't understand the power. I <laughs> think this is a mess. Uh, I think this is a jam, but before we get to me, what? Uh, see what, what I did there? Toe jam. Toe jam. Ah. Okay. Ah, well, you don't understand um, the that, power. 
<laughs> that um that i'm the boy now is, i find that really creepy i'm like that's just creepy. yeah what is that supposed i have no idea what that's supposed I don't, to be i don't don't mean. let your imagination go there yeah <laughs> um yeah so it's peak control beat with additional scratches moans and french i like the way i mean it's kind of quirky the way he names checks the the models coming out and then every now and then he just does a big with like a big double layered triple chorus him just going versace I think that's mm. really kind of flamboyant, kind of cheesy, but funny as well. Versace! There's also something that segues between Rudy Kazuti and this track. It's that weird randomizing sound that is also oh, used between oh, songs yes. yeah, Rave, Rave and Undisputed. Yeah. And every time I hear it, mm. I just think, get free. <laughs> <laughs> but that doesn't happen. It goes into, I'm the boy now. I'm the boy now. <laughs> Girls first. Yeah, that's all I got I to think, say about it. I just yeah. like the, I, think, I like the big funny Versace. I think it's funny. I think we can vote this the weirdest track on this release. Seems oh the yeah, weirdest. Yeah, it's definitely the weirdest. And look, I I said it was a jam. I, I was kind of that was tongue in cheek uh, to create a, <laughs> a segue there. <laughs> yeah, oh whoa! Hello, Nelly. All right, um, <laughs> it's a big responsibility. What I would say though, this is another good catwalk song. This is a good. Shatwalk song. You see uh-huh. and yeah, I mean, this is perfect for the runway and, the, and and all that kind of stuff in Paris, but I couldn't care less about this. And with that, track number 11, Pussy Control, Control Tempo Edit. These song titles are killing me. I'm just going to quickly do this, all right? This oh, no, edit. You, you better not say anything except this, it's great. This edit sucks. Oh, it what? sucks. This edit absolutely sucks, just like many of the edits on this album. <laughs> Why? Because it's an I edit. I guess, you Captain, Captain, you can, here's your rebuttal <laughs> offer if you want, but nothing you say is going to change my mind. Go. Okay. This is where you're having issues. You're you're confused. I'm having issues. <laughs> <laughs> this is the last 90 seconds of the P-Control house mix from the yeah. P-Control promo disc, which yeah. is, by the way, the best mix of this track. The house mix is superior to any other mix. It's got all the pussy control stuff, but then it's got stuff from Mad. It's got stuff from Race. It's got stuff from Get Wild. It's as funky as anything. Unfortunately, that's not included in this last 90 seconds, <laughs> which is sad. We need the state to release the pussy control remix EP. I would have been much happier if they released that instead of this uh, Versace experience. But this is the last 90 seconds of that mix, which is not the best part of it. But I'm guessing it's called the tempo edit because this is the fast bit at the end of the song. The rest of the song is not this tempo. It's the normal P control tempo. Just this section he's chopped and put on here. And he's like, oh, look, it's another remix. It's not really another remix. Don't try and trick us. We know. He's trying to trick us. It's just a section of another remix. <laughs> and that's all I'm going to say. If you can find the full the full house mix, go and listen to that. This 90 seconds will then make sense. Well, more sense than it does here anyway, in the context of the full song. That's what I say. The end. Okay. Tajan, what are your thoughts? Well, i got a question for Captain. These Pussy Control remixes that you're talking about, they're not officially released, are they? No. Well, only the okay. the one version that's on Crystal Ball, 
Yeah, but there was the gonna be yeah. there was gonna be a a remix EP with all the remixes, but it just never okay. happened. Like so many other things. I have no idea if I have them in my collection or not. <laughs> yeah, I don't in have anything vault. to say about this one. I just said it's got that weird sample about a <laughs> uh, very explicit lyric, and it's faster and it's short, and that's it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't have anything to say about this one. Short and sweet, just like how I like it. Uh, that didn't make sense. Player. Yeah, I really like this. Um, what? I like the '90s house version of P Control. It's um, great. It, like, like I said, it, it, it kind of matches that Euro techno kind of vibe fashion show thing. So I know why you threw it on here. I like that female refrain. I don't, I don't, I don't care. All that sort of stuff. Yeah, what's that sample from? Do we know what that's from? I, I think it's. From, I don't um, care what you've been told. Pussy got you in control. I don't know what it's from. It's from. It's from. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't care for this song. <laughs> <laughs> but is it a sample or is it? Did he it get someone like to record it just for this? Yeah. Yeah. I, that's what I think. He sampled somebody. He's a vocalist of his. Because that's it's a it very specific like. reference to actually yeah. name. Pussy got you yeah. in control. You don't hear that in most songs. So exactly. probably recorded it just for this. But being a sampler, it it's it's way too short. As it gets going, it finishes. It's only the ninety seconds, so mm. yeah. But yeah, I like it. I like it. I think it's cool. I wish it was longer. Okay. But Jesus. So I now think we get. Sh- <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a shame. I just I want to go on the record to say that I think Pussy Control lyrically and thematically is a freaking incredible track, and it you know it talks about female empowerment and really like being owning your body and all that. I'm all behind that. But I just think, oh, just the album, the remix, the album version, the remix versions, all the little edits, the, it's like it, the instrumentation is what your issue is. No. Yeah, the the music itself uh, is just down, 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 down. So MC is down, down, he's down. down. MC's it's, it's, down with the theme. He's just not down with the execution. Correct. Yes. Okay. There it's, you go. It's like it's like uh, what's that other song? Uh, Resolution. I like the theme. I just don't like the execution. Resolution. All pussy control, control temp edit. <laughs> but we've we've brought that up in other things. Like sometimes he can pull off like, you know, a sort of message song or something, and then other times he just fails, basically. It just doesn't come off right. Misses the mark. Mm. But again, all good intentions. The idea is great, the, the theme was great, but then by the time the song's on an album, it's just like, what is this? This is not what you thought <laughs> it would be. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Let's keep it moving. Track number 12. Kama Sutra Overture number five. <laughs> oh, that sounds fancy. <laughs> it does sound fancy, doesn't it? Yeah. You can have your cake and eat it too, listening to that one. All right. 44 seconds of bliss. Uh, maybe. Um, <laughs> toe jam. You got to give it to Mr. Kama Sutra himself. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> oh no. In my experience, no. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's it's. <laughs> How long have you held it for? No. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> well, this is overture number five, so it must be. <laughs> he's got a good. He's got a fair way he's through it a, by, he's by now. He's been holding it. <laughs> he's five tracks in. He's doing okay. <laughs> I actually, I don't have anything to say. I mean, it's, it's another excerpt. I mean, it's interesting that he puts an excerpt of Kama Sutra on here, which wouldn't be released until like 97 sometime. I mean, I'm glad it's 
the Claire Fisher orchestra recordings and not one of the ones where Prince is doing all the synth MIDI stuff. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, that's kind of nice because that orchestra is so deep and thick and rich and really interesting chords. I mean, I'm not sure how much Prince himself actually had to do with this and how much of it is just Claire Fisher doing all this amazing orchestration. Mm. Um, who knows? Maybe Prince is responsible for like the bass line, which is really just three notes. And then everything else, to me, just smacks of Claire Fisher without necessarily the input from Prince. So I don't know. I'd like to know that. Was it originally a piano piece that Claire orchestrated, or was is this basically just a Claire Fisher thing? I don't know. But anyway, it doesn't fit on here at all, given the rest of the soundscape. But mm. there it is, Kama Sutra excerpt. Yeah. There it is. Looking at the theme of the whole thing, this is a really weird inclusion. <laughs> yeah. The whole thing is weird, mm. if you ask me. <laughs> uh, player... What are your thoughts on this one? Well, it's short and sweet, 44 seconds. I've always liked the orchestration in Princess Music, but what is MPG Orchestra? I mean, why isn't this credited as Claire Fisher? I always thought that when Claire Fisher wasn't involved, that's the title he used because he didn't have a problem crediting him any other point. But after like the mid-90s onwards, he always used to credit things as MPG Orchestra. And I just thought, why is that sort of different? And it's interesting that it's here and it didn't get released for another like two or three years time. So he's, he's held on to this for a while, this project. So very interesting. That is interesting. That could be a to do with credit because, you know, all this stuff that Claire Fisher did for Prince, you know, Prince paid him for that work. And Mm. then it was incorporated into Prince tracks and it was a Prince track. Even though we know Claire Fisher did that stuff, he's usually wasn't put down as a writer of the track because it was just paid. It's like a session musician or something. You just pay them to do their contribution. They have no credit in what they did. Like this is the only album he put out under that name, MPG Orchestra. Later on, I think he did use the name here and there, but I'm not sure if it was always associated with Claire Fisher stuff. It was just with any, like yeah. him just doing strings on exactly. a keyboard and he called it MPG yeah. Orchestra then. Yeah, right. That's a weird yeah. That's a weird thing. Mm. I don't know where it came from. Yeah, it's weird. I don't have too much to say about this. I think we should review Kama Sutra, the actual album, one day. But aside from that, it's just a really weird one to put on here. Uh, Captain, what do you think to round this one out? Well, interestingly, this track and the next track are the only two tracks on this entire release, which are the, the full versions of those tracks. This song on Kama Sutra <laughs> is only 44 seconds long as well. There you go. So in that way, all the others are an edit or an excerpt or a remix or something. This is straight rip from the album. No edit, nothing. Even though it's got a different name on the <laughs> on the album. It's weird. Again, I just imagine these models walking out to pussy control and the other ones walking out to get wild in the house and, <laughs> and someone um, gets this. shy and you know, 319 <laughs> and then suddenly, oh, I'm walking out to Sunny T's bass noodles. <laughs> and now, now I'm walking out to this like atonal dark Kama Sutra excerpt from Claire Fisher. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> baby. In time and tempo, you know, come to the front of the stage, give that look and <laughs> hear this dark orchestral music going yeah. on in the background. <laughs> I want to hear the Kama Sutra overture number five out of control tempo edit. That would be good. <laughs> Kama Sutra in the house. Don't worry. I am sure. I am sure the estate has that plan for the next release. Don't you worry. They know exactly what's going on. Yeah. So there you go. Kama Sutra Overture number five. Serotonin, as it's called. All right. Track number 13. Breathe the music. Exodus. 
Mm, someone's moaning and groaning. Player, what do you think about this? <laughs> this was the B-side. I mean, it was on a CD single. There's no such thing as a B-side on a CD single, but it was the Good Life Maxi single. Yeah, Maxi single, Good Life. And the concept is similar to the track To Whomever It May Concern. It's just like right. a bunch of the songs kind of sampled into like a mini mix. This is all the stuff from really from Exodus. There's nothing really to say about it other than... No, it, there isn't. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just kind of like a mix of those songs and it's just been thrown into here. So, I mean, again, if, you're, if you haven't heard the tracks, it's kind of exciting to hear all these little snippets of Prince songs. But, you know, in the past tense, it's just kind of like, oh, okay. It's just like Prince playing DJ again. It's really sampler mm. set stuff. Just like yeah. run the loop, run the loop and just trigger all these, you know, songs. Mm at different intervals and then have my taste say exodus over the top of it like that's that's pretty much <laughs> what it is so a loop is a loop is a loop uh, plus exodus had been out for like more than three months at this point so in <laughs> if Europe, you had exodus yeah. you would have already known the tracks well in paris yeah that's if you're hilarious. the paris show <laughs> free the music free the music uh dude it was released two months ago free the music, <laughs> free the music. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. I mean, this to me, I, I, I don't want to say lame and I don't want to say it sucks, but it's pretty boring and forgettable. Next, Toe Jam. I think it uses the We March beat. Which, well, yeah, it does. Yeah. Um, mm, yep. Yeah. So that's kind of the only, the only connection to the gold experience. It's sort of a mix between We March and the Good Life Big City remix, which has that sax line, that and that's a really yeah. cool remix. That's, that's, that's yeah. really smoking. Yeah. And exactly like Player said, it's, it's just like To Whom It May Concern from the Symbol album where it's just a loop and samples from the Exodus album. Some of the samples he chooses are not even like obvious. They're just like little guitar noodlings. And you think, mm, oh, yeah. yeah, I think that might be from Cherry Cherry, but you know, I'm not sure. <laughs> These weird little bits. All right, Captain, blow us all away. Okay. This is just a straight rip from The Good Life Maxi Single. It's basically an ad for the Exodus album, which had already been out for months. So it's, again, just like To Whom It May Concern was for the Symbol album, just contains snippets of a bunch of the tracks, and it's it's an ad for the album. But To Whom It May Concern on the My Name Is Prince single, that came out before the album, right? Hmm. I, I think. I can't remember now. But Well, there was a dedicated video made for it as well. Oh, to whom it may concern, no, there was, yeah. Yeah, not for this, yeah. Which, I ironically, had Prince as a DJ with yes. headphones and everything. Yeah. Yes. So yes. That's, there, there's your connection. It's a, it's a DJ thing to Prince. I can't wait to review that song. I love that song. But this track, Free the Music, was released, like everything else on here was unreleased except this track. This was released on the Good Life Maxi single one month before this Versace fashion show. What a privilege it was for it to have come out on that. So, yeah, this is the only, <laughs> I, I think, already released track. But this is not even really a here. song. I'll, no, I'll let someone to convince that's, me that this that's, is actually That's why I'm saying it's a track, because it's not yeah. a song. It's nowhere near as good as To Whom It May Concern, which is great, I think. The end. <laughs> All right. We're about to go into track number 14, Segway. You've just accessed the Versace experience. Oh, let's go, guys! I have been, I've been raring to go. Like, I've been, I really have been holding it in for this one. Oh gosh, saved up all my notes for this. This is. God, I don't know what to say about this. This is why it took us so long to get this review out because we were just we just kept finding more things to say about this track. 
Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Is this longer than what we've heard before? Is it shorter? I don't know. Did this come well, out before? Did this, and it can this be so confusing because, because how many tracks has he put out called Segway? I know. How many? Se- which and they're all different. Which Segway? When I first saw Segway, I thought, is this my favorite Segway? <laughs> is it my least favorite Segway? I couldn't work it out. <laughs> it was crazy. The anticipation was killing me. Oh, gosh. It's unbelievable. I just have to say, this is, this is, this is a Segway. Yep. <laughs> this is a segue. This is this is track number 14 on the Versace Experience Prelude to Gold. It's by Symbol Man. It's 50 seconds long. It's a segue before the end of the album. It's it, it came out three months before other segues that came out on the gold experience in September '95. I mean, this came, this but, segue came but, out two and a half months before all the other segues came out on the gold yeah, experience. I just can't. I can't. Over two years since the other segues on the Love Symbol album. Oh my god! Uh, I'm going to have think, a segue. Think overload. about that. Segue overload. That. I can't. Computer car process. Um, <laughs> please, Tojan, take it away. Uh, I mean, it's the segue leading into the song Gold, except it's just got this damn watermark all over it, which is really annoying. That's it. Player. Versace. I really have nothing, man. It's it's just that you've just accessed, you know. Yeah, that's it. It's There's nothing to it. I got absolutely oh, nothing. Oh, I'm, I'm, uh, thanks, guys. Thanks so much. But I'm on the edge of my seat. Captain, what are you going to say about this? Look, welcome to the dawn. <laughs> Prince, Prince had said that for so many years, and when I heard this track, I knew the dawn had arrived. And he, it even says it right at the start of the track. Like, this is what he's been building up to this for years and years and years. The segue and he finally, was born to make. Exactly. Finally. <laughs> I, like, when I heard this, I was just I was just on the floor. I just I couldn't believe it. And I, I, I can't even find the words right now to talk about it. It's just... Someone, someone else. I can't. I can't talk. Just, just. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I don't know what to say either. I think we've probably done this segue to death. I'm speechless too. Let's go into track number fifteen, the last official song on this album. It is, of course, Gold Excerpt. All that I have a message. Well, it doesn't make sense saying I have a message considering this came out in July 1995. It's a message 24 years too late, but don't mess with gold. Don't do it. Don't touch it. Don't play around with it. Don't play with gold. That's like editing Purple Rain down. Don't do it. It's almost blasphemy to me to take such a sacred track, such a perfectly polished studio creation and mess around with it. Ah, oh, feels good to get that out. I just, yeah, this one, this one really bothered me. But I get that, you know, I, I can't look at this project objectively because, in the context of this, is just given out to like fashionistas on the runway as part of promoting an album that was about to come out. It's fine, but listening to it today, in this era, years after the original Gold Experience album came out, I'm like, why would I ever listen to this again? It's got nothing for me. I'll just play the full masterpiece of gold. Rant over, mic drop, anyone else, really. Let me just add one thing to that as well. I'll talk about this later, but this release, this whole album, and 
like you just said, why would you listen to this again? Not just this track, but this release, really. And for me, and I'm not going to rant about this again, but piano on a microphone, again, for me, has no repeat listening value. And neither does this release. And I think that's something the estate needs to think about. Instead of just releasing random things going, oh, this was a super rare thing from 1995. That doesn't mean it's good. That doesn't mean people are going to listen to it like 100,000 times like the other albums. It's just a weird choice. But anyway, just when you said you wouldn't listen to it again, you just (laughs) made me think of that. I will never listen to this again. I promise you. This track, again, is just an edit of gold, which nobody should be doing. Straight from the first verse to the outro chorus. And it's just sad to listen to it because you just, you know how good this track is on the album and, and live, the full version of it. And then to just hear this just gutted, it hurts your heart. That's, that's what it does. It's just sad. Obviously, Gold, you know, it's the last track on this thing. It's promoting the Gold album coming out. That's why it's, you know, it's the big last track. That makes sense. But also think about at the fashion show. Everyone's walking out now. They're, they're not even listening to this. This is the play out song. Everyone's walking out the door. No one's sitting there listening to this. They're gone. They're all running out to get the first bloody taxis and limousines to get out of there. So anyway, I'll just agree with MC. Don't mess with gold. That's what I can say. The end. All right. Player. Yeah, I mean, it's the same from the gold experience except truncated. And it's like when Purple Rain's truncated. It's like, uh, you know, like, mm. I mean, it depends on the version, but most of the time you want him to do the, the kind of like the whole thing. And it's the same here. You just want it to kind of run its natural course. But I don't know if it's the limitation of the timing of the cassette or if, you know, they're trying to keep it as a sample or if they're just trying to give you a little preview so that it, it makes you buy the album or whatever the case is. It's just, yeah, you shouldn't really do that to this track. But, I mean, if it's called Prelude to Gold, you've got to put it on there somewhere, I guess. Mm. I just wish that if it had to be on here, it was a full version and maybe, you know, some maybe a little bit of different instrumentation just to differentiate it. But it's a bit disappointing. But, hey, we got the full version of the Kama Sutra track. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's something. Toe Jam, are you going to surprise us all with some... Final to- to- Toe Jam loves this mix. It's the best version of Gold it's, ever released. Well, this is economy. You know, this is just pure economy mm. of sound. Oh, so good work! Making the good most work. No. <laughs> so economical. Uh, I mean, no, I don't have anything. I don't have anything else to add. I mean, it's three minutes thirty-seven, which makes it the second longest track on the album. Really? Um, At three I minutes think, thirty-seven. Uh, we're talking about yeah. Yeah, only Shush uh, is longer. Um, I think talking about all these edits, you know, we have to remember that I'm assuming. Versace had said to Prince, if you're going to put something together, you know, the show is only half an hour long, so make it 33 minutes or whatever it is. So that that could explain the edits and the whites. But then you, then you think, well, might have been better not to put so many filler things in there like Chatonette Control and the Karma Sutra thing. Get rid of those and maybe have some of these, the remixes especially, have them a bit uh, longer length. But anyway, that's the decision that Prince made back in 95. So that's my thoughts on the last song. Let me just add to what Tojam just said there is another possibility is Warner Brothers. Don't forget this was released with their consent or whatever it was. They might have said, you know, you can only put three minutes of these. You can't put the full tracks out. They've got to be edits. They've got to be short because they're putting out the full album in a couple of months. They're not going to let him put out full versions of the songs. They might have just said, look, first verse and chorus and then an outro, which is what a lot of these are. So that would make sense if that was the brief. Who knows? Anyway. The Versace Experience. Versace Experience. 
And that brings us to the end of our track by track album review. So let's do our round table final thoughts summary. Let's go left to right in typical Peach and Black fashion. Final thoughts player. This is cool for at the time and what its purpose was, was to preview some music of an upcoming album. The actual mixtapes themselves, the original ones that were handed out were rare, but I don't like the idea of it being mass produced now. It kind of takes that magic away from that original release, I guess. And listening to some of these tracks in the past tense loses their magic as well in the sense that the versions that did come out subsequently are the full versions. So listening to this, it's a, it's a good little overview of the gold album and Exodus and little other things that were thrown in there. But as a release, it's not really satisfying. And I think that's got to do with time. Before the gold experience was released, I'm much more excited about this release because it's new Prince music and the idea of these songs coming out. So there's a bit of excitement, but when you listen to it now, after you've heard the full versions and all that, it's just a thing with time and it's unfortunate, but you know, for what it was designed for, it's, it's a cool thing. It's a cool little thing. So yeah. All right. All right. Toe Jam, final thoughts. Well, I, I agree with what player said then time plays a big part in this, but I think there's a really big, big, big missed opportunity from the estate here. And that is they should have released this rather than just running the, off the cassette tape, which it clearly is. You can hear the tape hiss. They could have released this as the estate's version of the Versace experience. And what I mean by that is they could have had the same playlist, but get rid of all the edits and the excerpts and put the full-length versions on there of these remixes. Ooh. Most of these remixes have been released in some form or another. Like we're saying, they get wild in the house. You know, the six-minute version is on the CD single and Pussy Control was on Crystal Ball and everything. And I just think it could have been a really, really cool release. And it also would have kept the original cassettes. They still would have had some special rare value to them because they would only be like that. But the estate could have put out, hey, here's the estate's release of the Versace experience, which is basically a Versace deluxe. Yeah, the deluxe. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Which basically is a collection of remixes and um, alternate versions of songs related to, you know, that era, Exodus and Gold Experience. And I just think that could have been such a more interesting package to put out there rather than, oh, here's just a rip of this cassette which is sort of redundant now because the album that it was promoting came out a few months later anyway. And by putting those full versions on, it gives it repeat listening possibilities. Yeah. Not just listening to it now, you heard it once or twice, and you're like, okay. But when there's a bunch of remixes on here which are nowhere else, like the full versions, you would listen to that more than once. Yeah. I'm tempted to make this myself. I probably will just for the fun of it. I want to make my version of that. And rather than using the Get Wild on the House edit, I'm going to use the six-minute version, and I'm going to use the the version from Crystal Ball, and I'm going to put it all together. And it would sound, it'd have better quality sound because it's not being sourced from cassette, a lot of it. It just could have, like, all the I Hate You remixes, all of them are on CD, so they sound good. Like, it could be done rather than just ripping it off the cassette that has lost fidelity, really. So I think it's a really missed opportunity from the estate to put out something that could have been um, yes, we're releasing the Versace experience. So technically it's something that Prince put together, but at the same time, it's the estate's version of it and go, Hey, now that we sort of know these songs, here's the, all of the full versions of these remixes and, and alternate versions. I think that would have been really cool. And, you know, it would have been nice for them to actually dig into the vault and find the master tapes of Rudy, Rudy Kazuti and this sort of thing and put it together properly. So it's not, again, it's not just ripped off a cassette. Yeah. It's, it's disappointing when I think about it, but 
it's a very odd choice to release as well. They're, they're putting it out there with uh, this emancipation and chaos and disorder and the Versace experience. It's like, why not just put gold out? If you're going to do that, just put the gold experience out there. Um, I keep hearing people it's, talk about that. Something. And I think this is all down to this stupid lawsuit about most beautiful girl in the world with these I Italians. I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. And that song is clearly not on this, which is probably one of the mm. few songs from gold that's not on there. So. Yeah. yeah, I just think it's a really missed opportunity from the, from the estate to put out something a bit more special than what it is. Anyway, I don't think it's review. a missed opportunity. I think it's a deliberate thing. They deliberately put out this cassette rip so that down the track they go, ah, oh, well, I know you've yeah. got this, but now here's the remastered version and this has got this, this <laughs> yeah. and this. Exactly. Because that's the same with Emancipation. Okay, it's been put out because, well, there's never been a vinyl release of Emancipation before, so that's the reason to buy it. And same with um, Chaos and Disorder, you know, that's out of print and all this sort of stuff. And we all know the remasters are coming eventually. Yeah. Oh, here you go. Here comes Chaos and Disorder again and Versace and Emancipation, da-da-da-da. Because this, now you've got to buy it because we're adding this, this, and this in there, and it's remastered and all that. So I can mm. kind of see why they've done it this way. And why these are coming out now. Yes, people are going to buy it this time, but they'll release it again and they'll have different things in it to make you buy it. So mm. It's kind of scary in the, in the respect that there's probably a lot of young Prince fans and even just casual fans that don't know the Gold Experience album. Because it was such yeah. such a limited release, and it was it got you know yeah. it, out of print. Um, yeah. It's been out of print, out of for print so very long. quickly, and and I just think if someone hears this and they think it represents the gold experience, I mean, this is this is nothing to the gold experience. This is mm. and to think that, <laughs> the gold experience. Just, just imagine just sh- doesn't even doesn't even look in its direction. It just shuns it. <laughs> Can you imagine that this is someone's the first time they hear Shush, the song Shush oh, or wow. something? Oh, that's what a shame. This, this is the. This is the version that, although I hate you, this is the version they know. That's scary. Oh, that is scary. Yeah, that's that's, that's I never my same about that. <laughs> train of thought with Piano and Mike 83. When the actual Piano and Mike stuff comes out, like the 2016 stuff, people are like, well, I've heard the Piano and Mike 83. That was And that was awful. That, <laughs> yeah, why am I going to bother with this? That's why I was so vocal about that on our reviews previously. It's because it, ta- it kind of tarnishes that. People get in their heads, oh, well, that wasn't really that good. When the 2016 Piano Mike is friggin' awesome. But, like, does that stain people's minds when that happens? And I think that's a very fair point, although I don't want to go down a rabbit, uh, rabbit hole of Piano and Mike. Oh, let's go. Even today. <laughs> let's go. Like, <laughs> even today, even today, if you look at re- like Amazon reviews, and there are hundreds of them out there, of people that reviewed and rated that album, it is overwhelmingly positive. I mean, have a look at it right now. So I think I agree. I do agree with your point. You got to be careful with what you release, hundred percent. But I don't know. Eighty three. I like. I'll probably never listen to that again, uh, or very infrequently. But yeah, seriously, it's just, what? you told us for twenty minutes how it added to the legacy and legacy. how great it was, and now you say you'll never listen to it again. So that's that's interesting. I'll, I'll no. I'll I'll probably. <laughs> I will probably don't never think I'm to... forgetting that, man. Don't no, think I'm I'll... forgetting that. I'll probably we never like we don't forget four out of ten Batman. <laughs> no, you won't forget four out of ten Batman. No, I'll probably never listen to that again. And if I do, it'll be infrequently. But it does add to his legacy. I don't want to go down this rabbit hole again, but I, I think it hundred percent adds to his legacy. <laughs> it adds Just to because... his legacy on a single listen and then never again. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, but no, no, no. Like for me, it, adds, it's different. it doesn't add more the more you listen to it. <laughs> See, that for me, it's different though. As a hardcore fan, as a hardcore fan, there's so much other stuff that I would prefer. But for people that don't understand the full breadth and depth of his genius, they may classify that as one of their favorite Prince albums. And I know people that do. And I know of people, if you read plenty of, like I said, go on Amazon, read the reviews. Some people have been really taken aback by that. So I think there's a, there's a market there for it. I just think that Versace is a very different kettle of fish. Like We'll have to wait for think the Amazon like reviews something. of Versace, see how that goes. I don't know. I haven't, I haven't actually read them. No, but, but that's uh, the thing. We're going to have to wait and see. Yeah. So, yeah, who knows? Who knows what people will think? It would be very interesting. But, um, Captain, what are your final thoughts? I, I, have, you got, have you got a whole speech ready for us? I don't. I, I, yeah, okay. I amazingly don't. I don't. Just say it adds to the legacy. <laughs> it, it adds to the legacy. It's amazing. I'll never listen well, to it again. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, like right. I, don't, I, I don't even consider this an album. It's, I, I, it's, it's in the title. It's prelude to an album. It's not an album. It's, it's like I said before. Album. It's it's He's not, gone from it's, it's just a song. To it's not an album. It's not an album. <laughs> from the man that brought you, it's just a it's song. Just a song. Comes, <laughs> it's not an album. <laughs> this is like I said before. This is just like those MPG sampler tapes that just show you. Oh, here's a bunch of stuff that I'm that I was doing this month. And the cool thing about it is, you know, there's a couple of tracks which never turned up anywhere else, but I'm not gonna listen to this again. That's basically it. It's like piano and mic for me, it's got no repeat listening value. For me, piano and mic has little repeat value. For me, this has, this has zero. zero. Yeah. There's nothing. I will definitely, there's no probably about it. I will definitely never play this again. You know what's funny? If, which was quite possible, it seemed at the time, if the Gold Experience had never been released because of issues with Warner Brothers, oh, wow. I know then this release would have been, the review <laughs> yeah. of this would have been Very, so, so wow. different. Wow. Think about yeah. that. We would have my, been, my brain can't comprehend yeah, that weird nah. parallel universe. If we'd never heard the full version of Shush or Gold or Billy Jack Bitch, you know, the, what a sad world that would have been. And then this would have been all we had, like first yeah. verse, chorus, outro. It's like, well, okay, he was into really short songs at the time, I guess. <laughs> you know? We wouldn't have known anything different. We would never would have known. So let me just go back to something Jam said before, and I haven't mentioned it yet. I already had enough negative things to say about this release, <laughs> so I didn't want to go too hard on this part of it. But again, like Tojam said, this is another cassette-sourced release from the estate. Yeah. From Moonbeam levels to the unreleased tracks on the Purple Rain special edition to <laughs> some tracks on originals to piano and microphone. And if anybody wants to prove otherwise, please do. But it definitely sounds like it's from a cassette. There's a bit of hiss there. Like, it originally came out on a cassette. It's still on a cassette. You can buy the CD, you can buy the vinyl, but it's still the same quality that you got on the cassette. So, good luck. But anyway, back to, back to this being an album. I don't consider this an album. I'm not going to listen to it again. <laughs> uh, this actually the same as piano and mic. I don't even I don't consider that technically an album. You know I don't place that on the shelf with all the other officially you know Prince albums that he made and put out. I just don't. Yeah, well, no, nothing that they put out from here on will ever be a true Prince album. Well, no, there are 
fully completed projects, which, but, you know, they, yeah, could, they, but, they yeah. could put out the original Crystal Ball. They can put out Dream Factory. They can put out the Camille album. No, oh, There's so man. many full albums. This is going to be such a – we, we can go on <laughs> such a deep rabbit hole here tonight. But I Listen, think if, if they put out the full Camille album – I will put that straight on the shelf in 1987 with all the other official albums. Okay. So but he, I'm this gonna, does I'm not to... go on the shelf in 1995. It's okay. just, it's going in the bin. I'm if I even say... had a physical copy. <laughs> I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this, but this is definitely for another show. Just like I said, we don't know what the first or second or third take was. We may not actually be able to tell what the original version of Camille or Crystal Ball or any other project in Prince's vault actually was. Now that he's no longer here. I have a, I have a different theory on all that stuff. Okay. Let's, we should, you know what, we should. I have a way oh. different theory. Yeah. Okay. Well, we should, why don't we do that? Why don't we do, we haven't done a crazy episode for a while. Maybe we should, maybe after we it's do this time, one. It's been many, it's many years, but I think it's time for another show about nothing. I think it's time. Yep. Okay. Is, are we all in? Can, all for one, once for all. So, Captain, that was your yeah, final thought, I done. guess. I I interpolated my final thoughts with yours, so I think I've done mine as well. So in saying all that, this has been another Peach and Black podcast experience brought to you by all good podcasting apps. You can find us everywhere. Oh. Just listen to the outro. You've been listening to another classic Peach and Black podcast. Catch all our episodes at podbean.com, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Mixcloud, and all good podcast directories. Search for Peach and Black Podcast. You can continue your Peach and Black experience online. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. The Peach and Black podcast is written and produced by Rob S, MC, player, Toe Jam, and Captain. Original theme music by yours truly, Toe Jam. Audio production and additional audio editing by Captain at Funky Temple Studios. Episode artwork by Reverend. Share our podcast with your friends and Prince fans. If you love our show, please write a review on Apple Podcasts. You can contact the Peach and Black podcast by email at peachandblackpodcastofficial at gmail.com. MC, you never revealed to us why, why you're not going to get the purple vinyl. No, yeah. that was pretty obvious. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was waiting for. Yeah. Uh, yeah, until I started talking about the music.